Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 172 of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thanks so much for being here. Before I introduce today's guest, I wanted to let you know that this is the last new interview of 2019. Going to take a few days off until the new year just to really double down and focus on some family time, which I encourage all of you to do. Um, But I'm also going to put up some episodes uh, here and there between now and then of maybe a couple of my favorite moments or a couple of earlier on episodes of the Quickie Podcast just so we could reflect on how far we've come this year. Um, Yeah, so thank you so much for listening this year. I'll have some more stuff coming up in the next couple of days. And uh, I just really appreciate your time and that you're putting into, you know, listening to these interviews and this great content that these amazing guests are sharing and uh, the stories and the lessons that they're sharing. So thank you for being along for this ride. And uh, I've already got some things booked for 2020, some interviews, and boy, am I excited. There is some great guests, some uh, well-known guests some guests that just have great stories to share. There's already some really cool stuff planned for 2020. So don't go anywhere in the meantime. Well, let's get to it. Today's guest is Aaron Potter. He's the in-house designer at Domtar Paper, primarily known for sort of lots of great papers, but in the print industry for making Lynx and Cougar. Those are sort of their two most known papers in the print game, at least that I've dealt with. During this episode, Aaron tells us about the instructor that taught him Quark Express, and that really lit his fire for graphic design. We also talk about a time where he went through a couple of layoffs and the struggles after being laid off and what he had to go through to sort of get back up on his feet. We also talk about the trade show project that he was a part of that went um, off the rails, we'll say, just went a little off the rails. And right in the end, he tells us about a project that he's super proud to be a part of. And we talk about a Facebook group that he is in and a part of and why it's so influential to him and how helpful it is. And it's a shout out to my boy, Scotty Russell, and the Perspective Collective podcast and the Perspective Collective group and uh, the great things that they're doing over there. So without further delay, let's get to today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest, Aaron Potter. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field. And we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a quickie? Good morning, Aaron. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great, man. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Glad I could be here, man. Perfect. So, you got a 30-minute window. I got a 30-minute window. Let's hammer this out. It's going to be a quickie for sure. <laughs> you got that straight. Uh, so briefly <laughs> tell the listeners about yourself, man. Uh, my name is Aaron Potter. Uh, I'm an in-house designer for um, Domtar or Domtar Paper uh, here in South Carolina. But uh, I live in North Carolina, so I live right on the state line. Nice. Um, been in the 
I've been in the game. Golly, I graduated from college in 1998, so I've I will be 46 in a couple of days. I'm nice. staring down the barrel of 50. Yeah, it's scary. That's <laughs> ah, just a number, man. That's right. And how long have you been with Omtra for? Uh, I, I've been. It'll be three years in January. Nice. So before yeah. your time at Domtar, where were you? What were you doing? Uh, so uh, as happenstance, but I went through two layoffs, believe it or not, uh, um, starting in, yeah, yeah, in 2012. Like, so I started out, uh, I was working for a, um, oh man, I totally lost my train of thought there for a second. I, I started working for, um, for Lowe's Home Improvement, actually. Um, uh, they're a big uh, hardware store, yep. if you don't know about them no, up in Canada. Yeah, so uh, I was I worked on their circulars, and I, I started there in oh my god, 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, stayed with them till 2012, and went through a layoff, and then uh, ended up with an e-cig company. So they're a pretty hot topic here lately. Uh, mm-hmm. Shortly after, about nine months after we, I started working for an in-house design for an e-cig manufacturer, and then went through a layoff in uh, 2016. So between that and Domtar, I was just working for a friend's sign shop. So I went straight from like marketing and print and advertising to like the other side of the spectrum, like doing like vehicle graphics and, you know, just all around handyman doing the graphic stuff. You, um, but then Domtar called me and I, I'd heard of them. I knew of them through, you know, about Cougar and yeah. so uh, Cougar paper. So I was like, okay, we'll give it a shot. And so their recruiter uh, reached out to me and here we are. Very cool, man. Um, so I want to go back even further than that. I want to get into a little bit of the childhood stuff. Okay. What was your childhood like? And do you feel that you had a creative childhood that steered you or pointed you in this career path? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, those memories are vivid. Um, I grew up in Indiana, northern Indiana, near uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, and so I grew up that in, up in northern Indiana, and I can vividly just remember as a kid being in my grandmother's basement, coloring, matchbox, Lincoln Log, I mean the whole the whole shebang, like very vivid memories of that. So and, mm-hmm. and my mom said, you, "You, you, I think you might be an artist someday." Um, <laughs> so yeah, and uh, so every time I go back and visit, um, my grandmother has this one. She's passed away now, but she has this one painting that I took from uh, when I was in an art class of this ratchety looking kangaroo, acrylic kangaroo down in her basement. But yeah. uh, but I always I always love seeing it because it's still been in that same spot for like. Like 25 years it's crazy <laughs> that's cool acrylic so, really holds up too <laughs> for sure that's the last a lifetime man yeah so what what flicked this graphic design switch for you when did you get turned on to graphic design and when did you really like double down and just pursue it well uh so i again you know i hate to, i don't want to date myself but you know when I was in high school that which i graduated in 1992 from high school mm-hmm. there were no there were no there was graphic design, but there wasn't graphic design studies. So mm-hmm. it was art class. It was painting, sculpture, you know, you know, doing kind of some kind of mural or something like that in the at the school. So I, I think ever since like grade sixth grade on, it was just I had some kind of outlet for the creativity. So mm-hmm. I, um, when I graduated from high school, I went to a community college first off and kind of got my uh, liberal arts, and then went on to uh, a university in Western North Carolina that really I was like. Oh my God, they have a graphic design. I read about it in the career book. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. I, I knew that that was, I was going to be in art some form or fashion. I didn't want to be a starving artist, quote unquote. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I knew I had to get a job. But, but uh, yeah, so it, it, fairly early in my, you know, after I graduated, I knew that that's kind of what I was going to do. 
Got it. So you kind of had almost like an arts foundation, um, you know, basis Definitely. where you kind of got to touch all the points of creativity and art, basically. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, always starting from Crayolas all the way through, you know, fine art. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I just knew that that was going to be, you know, graphic design was probably going to be the evolution that I didn't know it at that exact moment in time. But, yeah, I figured there was going to be a place for me in, in the, the art, the art industry. Got it. So then how did what was the moment that you sort of found graphic design and really doubled down on that? Ah, uh, So that was in um, it was right in college. Um, I, I, like I said, I went to Western Carolina University, which is a, like the tippy top tip left most tip of North Carolina in the mm-hmm. mountains. And uh, the guy's name was my professor's name was John Jika. And he's from what I knew uh, after learning who he was, he was pretty well known in the graphic design circles. But um, yeah, it was he taught me Quark Express. And I was like, Quark, this is what I want to do. This was Photoshop, too. You know, this was like the the flattening icon. There was a flattening icon on the palette of Photoshop. It was a little hammer. I was like, wow, (laughs) this is. Yeah, you know, you do Gaussian blur on a shadow and it took 45 minutes for the computer to process it. I was like, (laughs) this is is awesome. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it was not long after I got into college, I knew that this was the career for me. Very cool. So in that era, I'm curious to hear if you have something that stands out to you as the most influential design of your life, something that you saw and just stuck with you. Oh, man. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I would like to say I'm a, I'm kind of a late bloomer, um, because I really kind of just immerse myself late in the game as far as all these outside, you know, influences, your mm-hmm. Saul Basses, your Milton Glazers and stuff like that. But, you know, I go back and look at those books and, you know, like the CBS icon or logo and the, you know, those really classic things, man, those are the ones that are like, man, this was like back in the fifties they were doing this. So it was like, you know this is awesome. Like, and so I have all these books now, you know, like, but again, I'm a late bloomer. I didn't really start kind of super, super immersing myself into all that was around me until like, you know, my late twenties and my early thirties. So Mm -hmm. after that, I just kind of started really kind of, you know, there was Facebook briefly, you know, started kind of coming on and then there was no Instagram. So I, you know, I really relied on going to like the library and looking at books and stuff like that. So, you know, there's the internet, but you know, I would do a little research and then go hunt stuff like that now. But yeah, your Milton Glaser saw bass stuff like that. It was just amazing to me. Mm -hmm. That's a really sort of lit the fire for you. Definitely. Got it. So Aaron, I want to get into a little bit about print and packaging. You know, you're at Domtar Paper now, so obviously you guys mm-hmm. are in the print and packaging space. I want to Definitely. hear how else or how you are utilizing print and print design in your career. Any stories or projects you can share with us? Um, I mean, I'm always trying to do something outside of, like, I do design all day long. You know, that's that's our thing that we do for, mm-hmm. in, our, in our marketing department. So sometimes I... I do take a take. I do take a step back and try not to do anything creative outside of work. Mm-hmm. But I do have the fire that you know. I have to draw. Or I have to letter. I have an iPad Pro, and you know, I'm always I'm real big in the to to lettering and hand lettering and illustration. So that kind of gets me back to my fine art roots a little bit more, mm-hmm. where I'm not st- stuck to a, a brand guideline the, the whole day long. You know, while I'm doing stuff. So um, 
I've, I've been really interested in doing screen printing. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. You know, I have plenty of paper. I know where I can get paper from. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I'm trying to learn the other side so I can, uh, but I do, I, I do want to do some projects at home. I'm a little of an underachiever sometimes. I'll get caught up and want to do something and then I end up not doing it, but I, I'm, I'm making it a goal for 2020 that screen printing is going to be the one thing that I kind of learn outside of work yeah. to, to, to do that. Very cool. So at Domtar right now, are you guys doing a lot of print? Oh, <laughs> as we say in here in the South, does a one-legged duck swim in a circle? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we are, I mean, I'm surrounded by it. Like it's print 24-7 just about, you know. Uh, I, I live in spec books and, you know, stock books and, you know, you know, now we do the test now. Like I'll get a piece of paper and, you know, I'll, I'll just see if I can guess the weight just by the feel and, you know, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a, uh, that's 80 pound uh, cover, you know, yeah. um, you know, Lynx has a different feel than Cougar. So it, it, in just a short three years, you know, it's been, uh, it's amazing, but yeah, print is print is all around me. We, we live it and breathe it here. So it's, it's hard to get away from. Definitely. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, definitely. I like hearing that. Um, <laughs> So Aaron, the next few questions I have for you, take you down part of your career where you've likely made some mistakes, learned some lessons, and I really want to pull those stories and lessons out of you. Okay. So what has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? So uh, as I alluded to earlier, you know, I kind of went through like a series of layoffs almost like back to back mm -hmm. and that to me was like the epitome of, uh, of a challenging point in my career because I was you know I was in my late 30s 40 that's you're kind of starting to go over the hill in your career at that age and so I was like oh my god like I, I'm gonna have to become like not that there's anything wrong with it but I'm gonna have to drive a UPS truck like you know like I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to get back in this field again so mm -hmm. um this was kind of my renaissance to be to, you know, like it was divine intervention that, that Don Tar called me and I'm like, Oh my God, it's like a resurgence for me now. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm back in it and, you know, get to touch paper and be around ink. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I, like I said, I live and breathe it, but that, that, that stretched from like 2012 to like 2017 in between those years was pretty rough and, mm -hmm. and had me really questioning whether I was going to be a, a designer anymore. So I can't even imagine like getting, you know, getting that um, or having that meeting and just being told that your job is, is gone. Thanks for your time. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sobering, very sobering. Like, and that, you know, I hate to say it, but in the corporate world, you know, the marketing slash design is that they're the bottom line list, you know, on a budget. And so when cuts need to be made, man, it's, it's, you're, you're there. That's what we so. say, you know, in the print industry, you, if you, or when there's an election year is one of the reasons, but also when there's any sort of, um, uh, what's the term I'm looking for recession or anything like that. Um, you know, print marketing design, those are mm -hmm. the first things to get kicked to the curb, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I worked when I was early on in my career, I worked for a small agency in Charlotte mm -hmm. and this was in 2001. Mm -hmm. And I remember when nine 11 happened um, and the, the accounts just started kind of 
disappearing, just disappearing. And then, if, yeah. And then they shut their doors. I mean, it was just like really sobering to see that. Cause you're like, Oh my God, this is, this is kind of real. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, and that's why I vowed I would never like work for an agency. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but mm-hmm. they're just so, so, so volatile sometimes that it's hard to, you know, hard to count on that. So definitely not that anywhere safe, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. You know, there is, there is more stability elsewhere than other places sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. getting through that time, you know, cause going through that period, you've got your self doubt, you've got the career doubt. What am I going to do? What's next? What should I be doing? Am I even doing the right mm-hmm. thing? Um, yeah. How do you power through that and, and just continue? I, I got to keep going design. It just feels right. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I have a family first and foremost, so that's, that's one big motivator right there. Yeah, um, that's for sure. Just like anybody else. I have a house payment and car payment and, you know, a nine year old daughter. And, uh, so, you know, but I, that fire is always there. I think mm-hmm. if, you know, if it, things were to happen and I, I wasn't at Domtar anymore, not that, that that's going to happen. Um, you know, I'd still probably have to find some kind of avenue for that. That was, mm-hmm. that I would, as a job because I don't think I could live with, live without it. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly, I had a, a buddy of mine that I used to work with at Lowe's. He's like, you don't ever turn it off. I'm like, no, really I don't. It's always on. I'm always drawn or, just, you know, doing something that's got some kind of creative facet to it. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would paint cardboard signs if I had to, <laughs> to, to keep that up. You're the best yeah. damn garage sale signs anybody's ever seen. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> nice. Um, so Aaron, I want to get a little bit more specific with this next one. I want to hear about a specific designer project that you were a part of that did not mm-hmm. go well or bring the desired result. What was that uh, like? How did that feel? Can you take us to that story? Yeah. Um, and actually it wasn't too long ago, actually. Um, so we had this, uh, we had a, a trade show that I was doing a, a design booth for mm-hmm. and it's big, like 20 by 20 huge, you know, mm. display and, We'd gone back and forth on revisions and things like that, and uh, we were having an offsite meeting, and you know the deadline kind of slid by me, and you know we we're supposed to be at this kind of offsite meeting for a couple of days to do some other stuff, and I, I just can't, I couldn't get over the isolation that I felt. I'm sitting here trying to work mm-hmm. on this thing that I kind of botched up a little bit and dropped the ball a little bit, and you know it just didn't, you know. I goofed and, you know, we were trying to try to figure that out and, you know, having, having everybody going like, what's he working on? Like, he's supposed to be focusing on this. And like, I just kind of felt so isolated and, and weird and yet, yeah. um, but yeah, that, that is actually pretty recent. So, you know, uh, didn't feel so great <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to get that thing done. So it basically was a giant trade show project, like a just, display yeah. booth mm-hmm. and, what about it wasn't resonating with you? Was it just a type of design or a type of creative that just didn't really just feel good? It just, or what about it? What was it? Ah, uh, you know, it, it wasn't that it didn't feel good. It, you know, my boss will probably laugh at me when she hears this, but you know, it was, a, it was those things that we, we deal with as creative. Sometimes it's kind of like, I, I dare call it call it procrastination, but you know it's like when you're looking at something and you're looking at it and you're looking at it and it just doesn't want to. It's still not com- you know it's just it's not coming to you. The visuals and, isn't come aren't coming. Yeah, together. you're right. Yeah, the story's not coming together the way you're. And, and, and meanwhile, that deadline's still coming, and mm-hmm. now the deadline's gone. You know, and now you're really on, under the gun to get something done. So, 
yeah, it was just, it was a great learning experience for me um, that sometimes you can't overthink things. You just kind of have to get it out there and get it down on paper and, and then sort things out from there and not just kind of hold on to it and, you know, not produce anything because mm-hmm. that can put you in a heck of a predicament. So you said, you know, that's a great lesson there. What is that lesson? Is that, is that the lesson of just start creating and it'll come together or what is the lesson in that? I think that's exactly it. Um, you know, uh, you just have to get it down and that, that comes from work, uh, my, my corporate job or to my side stuff that I do, you know, Mm -hmm. I, am a, I'm a child of like, Oh, I don't want anybody else to see this or, Oh, I don't know what idea I want to put out there in the world for Instagram to like. And, you know, it comes to that imposter syndrome thing that everybody talks about, you know, but, um, I, I feel that's such a big hindrance because if you don't just get it done, you know, a lot, we make things way more complicated than they really are. And as mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you can push through that, the rewards are there. You know, you'll, you'll, you start uncovering that, that onion of, oh, well, that was a great idea. Let me start on that. And, oh, there's another idea, you know, instead of trying to just kind of hold on to everything and, and keep it from everybody. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I view, I, you know, I, I told, again, I told my manager this a couple of days ago, I view, I view asking for help sometimes as a weakness. Mm-hmm. when you know and i'm at fault for that a lot and it gets me in trouble quite a bit but i want to solve it myself but we got to remember in the in at the end of the day it there's no i don't think there's a lot of judgment in that it's it's okay to ask for help and you know say i can't figure that out can you help me definitely so i can give you a better so i can give you a better product so definitely yeah i couldn't agree more with that one um <laughs> So Aaron, what is something you're struggling with in your design career right now? Oh, well, I would think, I think it's the, you know, I, I don't want to sound cliche, but it's the, the imposter syndrome, the self doubt the you know, and it's more, I mean, it's in my personal stuff, but also it kind of creeps into my day job too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're trying to read a creative brief and how, you know, I, I, I interpret it this way, but I don't want to execute because I feel like that's not good enough or, you know, so it just kind of creeps in again. It gets back to just get it out there, get the ideas going and and start some stuff together and it'll come eventually, but we got to be patient and be in the process or, Mm or we won't be creating anymore. So yeah, it'll just the process. I like that. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. You know, you, you have to, I think you almost have to put some thought together into it. You have to think about it. You got to look at it and, you know, not, Maybe I'm wrong, but you know I would think you have to think about it a bit. But at the end of the day, don't get mm-hmm. hung up on continuing to think. Think, right? Have a concept, think of a direction, and just start executing. Yeah, and exactly. And I think that's you know that's been my kind of I guess at my Achilles heel is I think and think and think and think and I never do. Um, so you know I, I did this sticker for myself and. It, um, I put it out in the world and it's this, this skull hand, the skeleton hand mm-hmm. with a chain broken around it. And it says do or die. And that kind of just, even though it's my own personal little thing, it kind of resonated with me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do it or you're going to be dead. So yeah, do just, it or you're toast, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it kind of, it's kind of resonated with me. Even Got though it was it. my own little personal project. For sure. So Aaron, I'm going to turn this bus around now for you. I All right. I want to hear about a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of one that just makes your heart sing. Uh, yeah, that's, that's actually pretty easy. Um, so 
putting my art into you know my creativity into the into the universe um i i did this little you know the the phrase is cliche but it's it was my interpretation it was death before decaf i love coffee i love black coffee that's my thing mm-hmm. and uh so I made a, I made, I did an illustration on my my iPad, and then I was like, mm, that, that might be a kind of a cool sticker. Well, why don't you make that sticker? Why don't you put that sticker on Instagram? So you know, <laughs> in that little two day window, I started put, I started putting those little things that people do. You know, a lot of these, you know, like your Aaron Draplins and all those, they they really have kind of latched onto. I got this thing. Now I'm going to put it in the world, and now I'm going to make you know, I'm going to make money off of it. So I, in that little instant, it just made me feel, feel so proud. I opened the Etsy store, you know, has one little sticker in it, but it's mine. And I start, at least I started it, you know, so now I can build on that. So yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud, damn proud of that little sticker. So very cool, man. <laughs> um, I haven't seen that sticker, so I'm going to have to look that one up. Um, what is one design product tool, website or community that you just can't live without Aaron? Oh my goodness! Well, my tool is I cannot live well tools plural. I, I cannot live without Illustrator. I feel like I live in that program ninety nine percent of the time. Uh, I, and the iPad Pro with the pencil is just kind of like it's ridiculous. It's mind blowing. It's, it's it just blows my mind. So <laughs> um, <laughs> though I don't I don't I don't shy away from the traditional pen and pencil, but mm-hmm. yeah, the iPad you can get that idea down and it just is is amazing. So. Um, the community, uh, I'm on the perspective, uh, Facebook group with Scotty Russell mm-hmm. and I got to meet him, uh, in October out in Memphis. And that dude, that dude is, I called him a power plant of positivity and he kind of took it and ran with it because uh, he is just so motivating and, and, and such a go getter that I, I valued my, my input with him and, and get some hang time with him. So the perspective uh, Facebook group has been pretty awesome for me. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard great things about that group, and Scotty is such a cool dude. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's doing good stuff out there, 100%. He is. Um, so, Aaron, you've reached the point of the show for the Ask It Forward question, man. You had mentioned right. that you're a little bit unsure about this part, but let's <laughs> let's just dive right in. So All right. <clears throat> I have a question for you from my previous guest. And after that, you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you okay. who they are, but you can ask them anything. Definitely. So my previous guest, <clears throat> pardon me, was Benjamin Howes from Howes Design Service. Uh, okay. Called himself the commander of graphics at uh, Howes Design Service out of Columbus, Ohio. Very talented gent. Great interview. And he wanted to ask... Um, actually, before I want to throw this in there, he is an incredible freestyle rapper and I gave him a little Oof. bit of boots and cats and boots and cats. <laughs> and he threw down a freestyle few bars about Pantones and PMS colors. Wow. <laughs> it was pretty intense. It was awesome. Don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give you some boots and cats. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, um, he wanted to know. What is the best piece of advice? Could be life-related, design-related, relationship-related, whatever you want. The best piece of advice you would give your 18-year-old self. Wow. Cool. Let's see. Best advice I'd give my 18-year-old self. Um, golly, I, I'm... I will say this, and it will sound cliche, but I, I, you know, as a, you know, an, an 
elder in the in the world, um, you know, just just trust your gut and and just don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. Just just go. Just go. Don't think about anything. Just go do it. And to hell with the consequences. Keep it legal, but to hell with the consequences. <laughs> Trust your gut. Keep it legal. Don't worry about the consequences. <laughs> That's right. I love it. Yeah. Aaron, what is the question that you would like me to ask the next guest? Well, since you're since you're my print guy, I, I'm gonna, I had four of them written down, but I'll I'll, I'll go with this one because it's the one that sticks in my mind. Mm-hmm. So, if you only had one ink. Out of CMYK, you can only use one of those colors of ink. Which one would it be and why? Ooh. I like it. There you go. Perfect. It's a new <laughs> one. I haven't heard that one before, so I'm looking forward to their answer. I, I figured you'd job with that since you're the print guy. I definitely do. I dig that. Um, right on. Aaron, thanks so much for being on the phone today or being on um, the Quickie Podcast today. I really appreciate your time, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. And you keep doing what you're doing because I love the podcast. I look forward to it every time you put it out. Oh, thanks so much, man. It means a ton. All right. All right. That is the end of today's episode. Again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time and your attention to these guests and their incredible stories. That is the last new episode, new, new episode for 2019. New fresh stuff coming January 1st. And uh, yeah, enjoy your holidays. Enjoy some family time. Talk to you later.